And now introducing Mr. Keith Lanton. Good morning, it's Keith. Hope as we approach uh, September, that uh, everyone had a, a wonderful uh, weekend, approach Labor Day, and uh, approach uh, September, which is uh, historically uh, one of the uh, more challenging months for equity markets. So this morning, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, James Clear, Atomic Habits, talked about him before. He has some weekly updates, gives some uh, insights, some things perhaps we all want to be thinking about uh, as uh, we begin not just this week, but every week. Then uh, we'll talk about the financial markets, uh, really uh, number one, two, and three that we're going to uh, discuss is uh, Federal Reserve comments from Jackson Hole last week uh, from Chairman Powell, and uh, clearly see the market's reaction on Friday and uh, give some analysis uh, of that. Uh, morning news, we'll talk about Barron's um, and uh, their take on uh, the Federal Reserve's actions over the weekend. Uh, the cover story there was on a commodity that doesn't get all the attention it deserves, uh, but uh, critically important uh, for us to live, which is uh, water, which has been much talked about in the financial press over the uh, last couple of decades, but perhaps its uh, importance uh, is uh, is finally coming to the forefront. Uh, also talk about a couple of uh, individual uh, stocks, some dividend-paying stocks, and uh, August 29th, uh, next Monday, is uh, Labor Day. James Clear, give us some uh, things to think about this week. Uh, two things uh, in particular that affect uh, all of us on a day-to-day basis, and that is mistakes. Um, if we're human, we're making them all the time. And the other is distractions. And, uh, of course, uh, we're all constantly uh, being pulled in different directions and being distracted. Many times uh, our agenda diverges from the agenda of, uh, of others, uh, whether it's at work, home, uh, with your spouse, kids. Um, and managing distractions uh, is one of the uh, determinants of success is how you handle those distractions which are going to come at you uh, inevitably. And uh, and then I'll share a, a quote um, regarding a philosophy on, on uh, living our lives. So on mistakes, make mistakes, just don't make them permanent. Um, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Uh, if you make a mistake... That's a wonderful opportunity to turn into a learning experience, Uh, but if you keep making that same mistake over and over and make it permanent, uh, you haven't learned anything, and uh, you're not growing as a person. On distractions, life presents an endless series of interruptions and distractions. You will continually be pulled off course or asked to put out a fire created by someone else. Different people have different priorities. When your day is interrupted or your progress stalls, it's easy for your mindset to collapse as well. You may even feel guilty for not following through on what you intended, but you are not guilty. You are human. This is something that uh, impacts uh, every single uh, person um, that's interacting with others. So everyone gets distracted. In many ways, the real differentiator is between those who get back on track quickly and those who let interruptions expand into longer periods of inactivity. Top performers get back on track faster than most. Therefore, this is a critical skill to develop if it's something that uh, that you find yourself uh, not uh, not being uh, proficient at. Um, you will be interrupted, but you can choose to keep it brief. And a quote from uh, author Robert Anton Wilson on the size of a person. You are precisely as big as what you love and precisely as small as what you allow to annoy you. Moving on to uh, financial markets. Uh, Friday, Chairman Powell spoke in uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and he spoke very briefly. 
the market's reaction to his comments, which in my opinion um, did not uh, necessarily uh, shed any new uh, new new information. Um, but the the lesson from what he said was not what he said, but how he said it. Um, the tone of his uh, of his uh, of his talk and the directness of his talk uh, took the markets by surprise. What he said, in my opinion, did not surprise markets. What did he say? He said that the Federal Reserve is going to be resolute in reducing interest rates. Uh, what he said was that uh, the uh, the determination to reduce those interest rates uh, is greater than the determination to achieve a soft landing. Uh, the determination to lower interest rates is greater than the determination to not put the economy into recession. Um, he has said iterations of this previously, but this time he said it in a 10-minute speech. Um, which in t- which he had an allocation for for 30 minutes, and he said it uh, quite uh, directly with a very stern tone. Stock market is a mechanism that, in general, looks out six to nine months and makes assessments on valuation based on what it sees coming out six to nine months from now. It's not that the market says, "Let's look out six to nine months and 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 determine what we see for the next six to nine months, and let's ignore what we see for the next two or three years." Uh, the the reality is is that the ability of uh, of individuals and humans to see much beyond six to nine months is uh, extraordinarily difficult. Uh, once you get past that uh, that that point on the horizon, the view gets extraordinarily uh, foggy and blurry. So markets look out as far as they can see, and based on what they see, they make a determination of value. Uh, what the markets saw when they looked out six to nine months on Friday was a lot different than what the market was seeing. Prior to that, um, in terms of uh, in terms of what the trajectory of the Federal Reserve is going to be, um, before Friday, um, no one doubted that the Fed was going to be raising rates um, at the next meeting. Uh, in fact, uh, no one doubted the Red Fed may raise rates, raise rates at the next uh, meeting or two. Uh, the difference is is that uh, six to nine months from now, there was uh, expectation that the Federal Reserve might start cutting interest rates, and the markets uh, felt that that was something that would be a positive uh, for financial markets. Uh, that is uh, what changed. Uh, Chairman Powell saying that rates, uh, once they are uh, elevated, will remain elevated um, until he sees very clearly, until he sees the whites of the eyes, basically, of lowered inflation. And it's not just one inflation reading. It's multiple inflation readings. It's not just one employment report that he wants to see reduced employment. It's multiple employment reports. Uh, markets got that message and we saw the effects uh, of uh, of that resetting of expectations on Friday, and uh, we'll talk about that even more in uh, in Barron's, which devoted uh, three of their articles uh, to talking about uh, Chairman Powell. So this morning we're seeing futures right now uh, still uh, still looking uh, fairly ugly, but off of the uh, worst levels of the morning. Dow futures are down 238, S&P futures are down 32, NASDAQ futures down exactly 1% or 126 points. Uh, lower open is indicated with carryover momentum from Friday's retreat. If you're looking for something to look at today, um, keep an eye on the S&P 550-day moving average, which is 4,004. Right now, futures indicate the S&P will go to 4,027 at the open. As the selling effort brings the market closer to that level, um, if that in fact happens, uh, be critically important to see if that 50-day holds. Weaknesses also showed up in overseas markets, uh, with major Asian and European indices tracking lower in sympathy with Wall Street. The sentiment shift is rooted in awareness uh, that uh, Chairman Powell, once again, uh, may have to be restrictive longer than anticipated to bring down inflation. 
Um, Bitcoin, which was previously thought to be uh, untethered to the economy, um, is proving uh, to be, and not just Bitcoin, but crypto in general, um, proving to be an asset that is uh, more correlated with the NASDAQ than anything else, um, is down 1% this morning. Ethereum um, is down 2.5%. Separately, uh, the Iran nuclear deal talks are being extended a few more weeks amid disagreements, according to Bloomberg, and uh, that is uh, causing uh, oil, West Texas Intermediate, to be up about 1% this morning, up a dollar. Uh, 14 to 94.20. Treasury yields continue to rise. Two-year note is up five basis points uh, to about a 342, 343. Ten-year yield is up six basis points, uh, uh, roughly to a 309. Taking a look overseas, Asia began the week on a mostly lower note. Japan was down almost 3%. Uh, the Hang Seng was down about 1%. Um, South Korea, 2%. Uh, Australia, 2%. The one market that uh, held up was the China-Shanghai composite, which was uh, just north of uh, unchanged. Major European markets uh, down about 1% to 2% across the board. Um, the markets in, uh, in the UK are closed uh, for a bank holiday. Commentary out of, the, uh, Europe, out of Europe, the European Central Bank uh, uh, policymaker, um, uh, said that uh, inflation is at an uncomfortably high level and that the central bank needs to act forcefully to bring it down. Um, another ECB member said 50 to 75 basis point rate hikes should be discussed in September. This this morning, um, all eyes will be on the sky. Uh, perhaps uh, it's occurring as we speak. Uh, um, NASA is preparing to return uh, to the moon in style. It's canceled, Ira just told me. So hopefully there'll be a... Uh, Date uh, to uh, to relaunch uh, the Artemis One mission, um, which is not going to have a crew or actually land on the moon. Um, but when it does launch, it'll mar- mark an important milestone for uh, space travel. Nonetheless, it will feature NASA's most powerful rocket and will place the space agency on track to putting people back on the moon. This project, uh, before today's delay, had faced several other delays, gotten billions of dollars over budget, so it is a uh, high stakes mission. Um, I heard reports that there are over uh, 200,000 people um, at the, or near Cape Canaveral to watch this launch, so I'm sure there'll be some very disappointed uh, uh, people, especially some younger folks, uh, young kids there that uh, were looking forward to this launch, and hopefully they'll get it back on track uh, quickly. Uh, there will be no more free COVID tests from the government uh, as, of, uh, as of Friday of last week. Uh, Biden administration choosing to hold on to the last of the remaining uh, free kits um, in con- in uh, concern that uh, if there is a uh, outbreak in the fall, um, they can uh, distribute the last remaining kits then um, outside of a uh, change from Congress. If they were to reauthorize more funds, uh, then you might uh, see kits uh, start uh, being sent out for free again. Um, today also, uh, we hope that uh, some uh, UN inspectors head over to the uh, Ukrainian nuclear plant, which has... Uh, been under uh, bombardment uh, in the uh, war between uh, Russia and uh, and Ukraine. Um, also, uh, last week uh, we heard uh, a lot about the student loan forgiveness, um, the Biden administration's controversial plan uh, to forgive student loan, um, and uh, some estimates uh, coming out that uh, the cost of this program uh, might be two times as much as the uh, deficit reduction that was being much touted. Um, as part of uh, the last legislative uh, victory for um, the Democrats, 
um, the $300 billion deficit reduction could be offset by $600 billion in costs uh, for student loan forgiveness, uh, according to an independent uh, assessment. What's going on this week? Um, tomorrow we get consumer confidence. It's expected to come in at 965 uh, slightly higher than the previous reading. Um, also uh, tomorrow, uh, actually Wednesday, we get uh, ADP releasing its national employment report. Um, it's uh, difficult to uh, forecast uh, what this uh, report will uh, indicate because ADP has changed its methodology. Um, but uh, economists who uh, think they have an idea um, suggesting that this report will show an increase of 250,000 non-farm payroll jobs. Thursday, we get earnings from uh, Broadcom and, uh, and Lululemon. And then Friday, um, all eyes will be on the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics releasing the jobs report for August. Expectations of a non-farm payroll employment increased by 270,000 after the surprising 528,000 job gain in July. Um, that number was double forecast. Unemployment rate is seen remaining unchanged at a near record low of 3.5%. So moving on to uh, Barron's, um, three articles uh, addressing uh, Chairman Powell's speech in Jackson Hole on Friday, uh, the economy uh, article in Barron's uh, title was Powell's Point, Inflation Must Be Beat and It Won't Be Pretty. Uh, the trader column said the stock market finally heard Powell's message loud and clear. It wasn't pretty. I guess they're back to that. And the up and down Wall Street column um, said, was entitled Fed Cheat Talks Tough on Inflation. There's more pain ahead for stocks. So summarizing uh, what took uh, place, um, Chairman Powell um, Barron's uh, suggesting, uh, as I did earlier, that he didn't exactly see anything new. But in reinforcing his commitment to restoring price stability, the chairman sounded more resolute than he had in prior appearances. He said, today my remarks will be shorter, my focus narrower, and my message more redirect. Uh, he goes on to say, price stability is the responsibility of the Federal Reserve and serves as the bedrock of our economy. Without price stability, the economy does not work for anyone. And then he said, unfortunate cost of reducing inflation um, will bring some pain to households and businesses. So some uh, market uh, participants are suggesting, given those uh, very hawkish comments, um, that uh, that those types of uh, comments and the uh, actions that they will bear um, would uh, translate uh, into a roughly 20% drop in the S&P 500. Something the markets had previously been pricing in as the S&P dropped about 23% at its peak. Um, but even after Friday, the S&P was only down about 14% uh, below its peak. So uh, some suggesting that uh, more pain is ahead uh, given the uh, change in direction um, that some are expecting uh, from the Fed. Um, Chairman, Chell Cha Chairman Powell told the attendees at the symposium that the Fed needed to bring inflation back down to its 2% goal. Remember? Prior to this, some had been speculating the Fed might be comfortable with 3, 4, or 4.5% uh, inflation rates. Um, he went on to say it would take time. Another interest rate increase is likely in September. Um, he quashed any lingering expectations that the Fed would pause its tightening and might lower interest rates next year. Um, Friday, we saw the Dow drop over 1,000 points. S&P was worse, down uh, just about uh, 4%. Now, Interestingly, uh, the, the Nasdaq down just over 4%. Now, interestingly, after uh, Chairman Powell spoke, um, the futures market had been pricing in a three-quarter point hike um, at the next Fed meeting. 
after he spoke, that just went up to 64%. So this, this isn't about the next meeting or necessarily the meeting after that. This is about how long rates stay elevated um, and how long before the Fed begins to reduce interest rates um, after, uh, after this, uh, this, this rise that they're uh, bringing about now. Um, Chairman Powell um, went on to say that uh, addressing inflation will require a sustained period of below-trend growth. Uh, markets certainly don't like to hear that. Um, and he went on to say that one month of slightly lower inflation data is well short of what the mu- Fed must see to change direction, and the central bank must keep it up, must keep at it until the job is done. Um, so you can see uh, very clear, very resolute, and at a major forum. Um, which is the uh, Jackson Hole Forum, where uh, Fed policy has uh, very frequently uh, been set for the next uh, several months. Um, so you put all that together, and uh, you, you can expect to see uh, rates higher for longer. So where does that leave us uh, for financial markets? Uh, well, a couple of different uh, thoughts and ideas um, from Barron's, um, one of which uh, comes from uh, Money Manager, um, who runs the Thornburg Income Builder Fund, symbol is T-I-B-I-X. Um, and what this fund does is uh, it seeks to find uh, sources of, uh, of income, um, predominantly in the stock market, uh, both domestic and international, um, but also with uh, an allocation to bonds, uh, typically bonds that are triple B rated or um, even into the uh, junk category. The fund is run by uh, Matt Burdett. Um, he, he previously had uh, served as a, a fund manager over at PIMCO and now runs this fund over at Thornburg. Uh, but two uh, ideas uh, that he had uh, in Europe where he suggests uh, the sentiment is uh, extremely negative and where the opportunities are greater than here in the United States. Um, one of uh, the stocks that I wanted to share with you that he mentioned is Total Energies. Symbol is Tom Tom Echo. It's a French-listed oil major that is benefiting from the energy crisis, he says. It has the second largest liquefied natural gas business in the world, uh, second only to Shell, even if the Russia-Ukraine situation were resolved tomorrow. Um, and, of course, the, no one is currently saying it will, but if it did, uh, things would not go back to the way they were. Europe would still uh, be seeking uh, alternative sources of energy. Um, Total Energies, TTE, is trading for four times earnings, uh, 2.4 times earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization, and it is yielding 5.6%. Uh, the second stock he uh, suggests taking a look at that uh, I'll share with you is Orange. The symbol is O-R-A-N, Oscar Roger, Apple November. Um, it is his fund's second largest holding. Um, and this, uh, he says, is an undervalued telecommunications company that has a history of being a consistent earner. It's not a business where the earnings stream varies very much through the economic cycle. Um, this company is uh, France's uh, largest provider of Internet, TV, and mobile. So uh, people, uh, when things get tough, uh, generally uh, uh, do not uh, sever their Internet service or their TV service. Um, he said Orange has uh, been investing heavily in fiber deployment um, in all of their geographies, that, but mainly France, and they're coming off this heavy investment. So starting next year, you'll see an inflection point in terms of cash flow. Orange is trading at nine times earnings, 5.2 times interest before depreciation, taxes, and amortization, and it's yielding uh, just north of 7%. Also, uh, depending on your view of uh, 
the currency, the euro, um, in its current levels, which is uh, below a dollar, below parity. Um, and the dollar is, again, stronger this morning. But if you feel that uh, the dollar uh, may at some point weaken, uh, these companies as a U.S. investor would get the benefit, if that were to happen, um, of a rising euro, which uh, would uh, cause the stock prices to rise. Of course, if the euro keeps falling, uh, that would be a headwind instead of a tailwind would be the currency. Barron's also suggested uh, taking a look at a U.S. company in a separate article, um, and this is uh, in the Barron's Stock Pick article, and the company is Alcoa, symbol AAAA. Um, Alcoa has a plan for zero emissions, and Barron's uh, says to buy the stock while it's a bargain. The outlook for aluminum, they say, is brightening, as are the prospects for Alcoa, which is, uh, they say, the best pure play on the versatile and light metal and uh, Alcoa, they suggest, is trading at a very uh, attractive valuation. Uh, they call it a bargain, trading at a level that doesn't reflect the issuer's favorable operating costs, improved balance sheet, increased shareholder returns, and one of the industry's lowest carbon footprints. Investors are also ignoring a potentially breakthrough technology Alcoa is developing in combination with Rio Tinto that could eliminate carbon emissions from the aluminum smelting process. Um, Analyst Jeffries calls it a potential game changer that would position Alcoa as a truly green aluminum uh, producer, and it matters. Uh, companies like Apple uh, source uh, not just based on price, um, but based on uh, carbon footprint. Alcoa shares are at around $56 a share, down 43% from 98 reached in March. Um, that is partly because aluminum prices have fallen about 40% in that time frame. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, despite the uh, reduced uh, prices of aluminum at this price level, the stock is trading at just over seven times uh, 2022 earnings and at a similar uh, estimate to 2023 earnings. Now, aluminum is still made in the same electricity-intensive process uh, that uh, Alcoa founder Charles Hall developed in the late 17th century. But Alcoa benefits because 80% of its electricity that it uses to smelt aluminum comes from renewable sources, uh, most of it coming from uh, carbon-free hydropower. Aluminum is widely used. It's in cars, planes, packaging, wiring, wind and solar components. Um, used instead of heavier metals and plastics, it improves vehicles' mileage, and it is recyclable. It can offer the strength of steel at a third of the weight. Uh, for example, Ford's uh, top-selling F-150 pickup has an all-aluminum body. Aluminum is vital for the ongoing transition to build electric vehicles and renewable energy infrastructure. Uh, the world will need to transition to a low-carbon future, says the CEO of Alcoa on a recent conference call. Um, also, a potential uh, benefit uh, to the aluminum industry is uh, some of the action taking place in China. Uh, China uh, accounts for over half of global uh, demand and production of aluminum. Um, and China is becoming a lot more economically conscious. And currently, China's smelting capacity uh, currently uses coal, uh, which, as uh, you know, is uh, very dirty and uh, produces tons of carbon, uh, versus Alcoa, which is uh, producing a big chunk of their aluminum with hydropower. Uh, so the Chinese um, have uh, vowed to cap their smelting capacity um, just over their current capacity um, at 45 million metric tons versus about 40 million now, uh, which means that we could see global production not growing very significantly um, over the next few years, and that would be another uh, uh, another positive uh, for uh, companies in the aluminum space like Alcoa. 
Alcoa has used a strong earnings recently to to uh, improve its balance sheet. Uh, currently, Alcoa has just $299 million of net debt against the $10 billion market value, um, and their total obligations, including pensions and retiree health care, is $1.2 billion versus $3.4 billion just uh, two years ago, so paid down over $2 billion uh, in debt. Now, the cover story on Barron's talked about uh, the commodity water, um, which uh, is uh, increasingly becoming more and more precious. Um, water is harder to pump than crude oil. Um, the other challenge is it's harder to invest in too because there are not a lot of pure plays in the water space, and many of them are uh, trading at uh, high uh, multiples uh, given the uh, scarcity of uh, investments in uh, in water. Um, water, interestingly, for all its importance to life, is also a much smaller business than oil. Um, esti- the estimates for the uh, global water business are currently at about $655 billion. Um, which is a fraction of the $3 trillion worth of crude oil consumed uh, around the globe each year. Um, but that may be changing as uh, we hear increasingly about droughts. Um, we're starting to see geopolitical tensions as uh, countries uh, increasingly are fighting over water um, and access to water and drilling uh, into uh, into uh, others' uh, potential water sources. Um, also uh, in the Middle East, uh, actually uh, starting to see some conflict over seeding of clouds and arguing that the clouds that previously might have uh, rained on country X uh, are now being encouraged to rain on country Y. Um, So we're just at the early stages of uh, some of the battles that may take place uh, in the world for a commodity that's uh, becoming more precious. Uh, Many of the companies in this space, as I mentioned, uh, are expensive and kind of the ones I'll mention now do trade at uh, elevated uh, multiples but do have... uh, uh, potential for uh, higher than uh, market uh, growth. Uh, one of which is uh, Equo- uh, Evoqua, uh, symbol is Aqua, A-Q-U-A, so that makes it a little easier than pronouncing the name. Uh, this stock, uh, as I mentioned, isn't cheap. It trades for around 37 times 2023 uh, earnings, uh, but they are in, uh, involved in some exciting technologies. They're one of the few companies uh, with ways of removing uh, quote-unquote forever chemicals or PFAs from water. Um, this could be a multi-billion dollar business if the federal government designates them as hazardous substances. Um, Oppenheimer has a $44 target on the stock, um, which is up about uh, about 20% uh, from its current levels, um, currently trading around $37 per share. Uh, one other uh, company uh, mentioned in this article is uh, Xylem, uh, similar as XYL, X-Ray Yankee Lucky. Uh, they are a company that uh, helps identify and, uh, and in some cases, uh, uh, treat uh, leaky pipes. Average age of a water main in the United States is roughly 45 years. Uh, Xylem's uh, technology helps uh, to uh, solve those broken pipes. So if a utility has a leaky water main, Xylem can detect and diagnose the problem remotely. About 35% of their uh, sales come from digital products, and they are looking to increase that to 50% by uh, the middle of uh, this decade. Xylem trades around 30 times 2023 earnings, well above the S&P 500, um, but earnings are expected to grow at an annual rate of 25% uh, for the next three years. We'll mention uh, Apple. Um, some are speculating uh, that Apple may have uh, moved up their uh, their annual fall product launch to September 7th this year, which is a week earlier than uh in previous years, uh, some uh, are 
suggesting that uh, one of the reasons for this is that Apple uh, may announce a deal to carry the NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, Sunday ticket lets football fans watch out-of-market Sunday afternoon games. Um, and uh, some are speculating that Apple uh, may be an aggressive bidder for this uh, business um, in order to uh, in order to incorporate it or to have it as a supplement to the Apple TV Plus product. Uh, more and more uh, uh, of the uh, streaming services are getting uh, involved with or uh, talking about uh, considering getting involved in uh, sports. Um, one of the last bastions of uh, of, of traditional TV. Uh, one of the main reasons uh, some folks don't cut the cord is to watch live sports events. Uh, perhaps Apple uh, might uh, make a aggressive move here on top of their recent moves to uh, to carry MLS soccer games and uh, some baseball games. Um, they may uh, may decide to um, participate uh, in streaming NFL games. That remains to be seen. Um, but uh, NFL Commissioner Goodell has said the league will announce a new Sunday ticket partner in the fall. Um, and uh, the potential bidders here are uh, the usual suspects: uh, Apple, Amazon, Google, and uh, and Disney. So uh, this uh, this week or next, we may find out uh, um, who'll be broadcasting those games and what effect that might have on the media industry. One last uh, article in Barron's um, Barron's uh, in the uh, Inside Scoop uh, section um, talked about Intel stock uh, that has been uh, sliding fairly aggressively. Uh, they brought in a new CEO uh, several quarters ago, um, and uh, he has uh, been a, a buyer of the stock in the open market. And uh, this past week, uh, announced uh, his uh, largest uh, insider purchase uh, yet. Um, bought 14,800 shares uh, for a little over half a million dollars um, of stock. Um, the CEO is Pat Gelsinger. Um, it was the executive's third open market purchase of shares in 2022, um, and uh, at least uh, somewhat of a, a vote of confidence uh, uh, for the company, which has been under lots of uh, pressure to compete in the international markets. Uh, they are one of the uh, key beneficiaries of the Chips and Sciences Act, uh, which includes more than $40 billion for domestic semiconductor production and research. Um, also, uh, last week, Intel announced a deal with Brookfield Asset Management to jointly invest up to $30 billion for two chip factories in Arizona, um, and Intel uh, is going to be spending uh, fifth, investing in 51% of that project with Brookfield, um, the balance there. That's everything I've got. Thank you for listening to Mr. Keith Lanton. This podcast is available on most platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora. For more information, please visit our website at www.heraldlantern.com. Opinions expressed herein are subject to change and not necessarily the opinion of the firm. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. The information presented herein is for informational purposes only and is not intended to provide personal investment advice. It is important that you consider your tolerance for risk and investment goals when making investment decisions. Investing in securities does involve risk and the potential of losing money. The material does not constitute research, investment advice, or trade recommendations.